Welcome to How Travel Writers Self-Publish. This podcast brings you the most up-to-date and relevant advice, tips, and strategies to get your travel book written, self-published, and marketed to a global audience. And here's your host, travel writer and digital nomad, Jay Artali. In today's show, we're going to look at the value of defining a theme and angle for your book, which will help you generate a viable travel guide idea. And we'll also look at different brainstorming techniques and how you can use those techniques to generate book ideas. We'll also look at the role that your travel passions play in defining the scope of your book. When you're planning your travel guide, your ideas need to go through a couple of clarification steps before you're ready to start researching the competition and defining your audience. So we need to define your content niche by taking three things into consideration. The first thing is your book's angle, and then your book's theme, and then the third element to consider is the topic you're passionate about. So we're going to kick this off by looking at the difference between a theme and an angle. So your theme is broad and your angle is narrow. And the theme and angle work together to make your book stand out from generalist guidebooks and are a way of narrowing down a broad topic idea to a targeted niche. Themes and angles also let your readers know about the book's benefit and act as the hook to encourage them to buy it. If you don't have a clear idea of your theme and angle, you'll have trouble defining your descriptive statement and targeting your ideal reader. As an author, you need to ensure your book has something that other books don't, or you have to bring a different angle or passion to the topic so that it can stand up against the competition. So there's seven different things to consider. Number one, what aspects of your travel topic are most interesting to you? Number two, what unique elements can you bring to your book's topic? Number three, do you have a specific area of expertise or knowledge? Number four, how can you approach the topic differently than other books in the marketplace? Number five, how can you make your book unique? Number six, what value can you bring your readers? And number seven, What benefits does your book offer your readers? When you've got a clearly defined theme and angle, you'll be able to answer every one of those seven questions. So the next step is to look at how to define your theme. Remember, a theme is broad and it's a way of approaching your content and adding guardrails around it so that you can make decisions about what's in and out of scope of your travel guide. It'll also help you to solidify your thoughts around your content niche and to decide what type of guidebook you want to write. Here's a simple example of how you transform a generic guidebook about a destination into a guidebook with a strong central theme. Rather than writing a general guidebook about Thailand, it's been done to death, how about 30 days of island hopping in Thailand. This has narrowed down a destination to a specific period, 30 days, and particular locations, islands. 
And although this theme helps to define the content scope of your travel guide, it's still unclear what type of reader it will appeal to. And there's a danger this book would just get lost within the slew of other guidebooks about Thailand. And that's where your angle comes into play. When you define an angle, it narrows down your target audience and lets them know about your book's benefits. In A Writer's Guide to Nonfiction, Elizabeth Leon describes authors as anglers, aka fishermen or fisherwomen, and readers are the fish, and you want to hook them, and your book's angle is the bait. Like any good angler, you need to make sure your bait is visible so that your fish can find it. So here's a couple of possible angles based on the theme we defined earlier in the podcast. So taking 30 days of island hopping in Thailand, we could come up with 30 days of island hopping in Thailand on a budget or 30 days of island hopping in Thailand, a cultural journey. So on a budget lets your audience know the types of accommodation, restaurants and travel alternatives you'll be including. If they are looking for luxury island hop, your book isn't for them. This angle helps you define what to include and what to leave out of your travel guide by applying a cost filter to the content you include. Whereas for a cultural journey, that lets your audience know that the focus of your book will be on the culture of the islands. But as this is a pretty broad topic, you should get more specific. You could cover the evolution of culture for a particular point in history to modern day or temple culture or family life or opportunities for travellers to interact with locals. Both of these proposed angles provide an opportunity to create the parameters for your travel guide. It's evident to the reader what your content is about, and it'll be easier for you to determine what to include and what to leave out. Now let's look at the third element in this definition triangle. We're going to look at assessing your passion for your topic. Now, writing a travel guide is a time-consuming process. If you're not passionate about your topic, you're unlikely to maintain the long-term motivation required to write and publish your book. Your motivation and passion will show up in your finished product. When you're inspired, your writing will reflect that. And it's a lot more fun to write about something you feel connected to. Do you want your travel guide to be fun to write or another arduous task in your busy life that becomes a chore? You may be able to fake enthusiasm in the short term, but will you be able to maintain it throughout the creation of your entire draft? And do you even want to? How would you prefer to spend the next eight months? Option A, writing about a topic you're passionate about, or option B, writing about a topic you don't care about but are hoping will be a big seller. Of course, just because you're passionate about a topic doesn't mean you won't fall foul of procrastination but you have a better chance of seeing your project through to the end if you're emotionally vested in your topic. Without this level of commitment, it's too easy to get distracted and spend more time on social media or surfing the web than actually writing. I know some writers spot a gap in the marketplace and take other people's content and rewrite it, which is called spinning, to create a book on a topic they don't really care about. But when you read those books, it's obvious. I bought some of those books during my competitive research phases, and it's evident that these authors have no passion for their topic. 
The writing is flat, the content doesn't seem to flow, and the structure is usually all over the place when it comes to core topic or target audience. They leave the reader unsatisfied and all they attract are negative reviews. And once you start amassing those, you'll never get your book read. With so many topics to choose from, why write about one that doesn't inspire you? Writing is hard work, but if you choose a topic you're passionate about, you can bring your content to life. You'll thank yourself in the long run and so will your readers. Don't waste your time on something that feels like it's sucking up time and not delivering benefits back to you. Enjoy the journey, not just the destination. With all that in mind, the identifying your passion process starts with some brainstorming to generate ideas and a filtering technique to reduce those ideas to a manageable list. As an example, let's look at how I defined the theme and angle for my Bodrum Peninsula travel guide and how I ran it through my own passion filter. When I started compiling travel information about the Bodrum Peninsula, it was for my use. I had a passion for the local area and I only collected information about places and activities that I was interested in and discarded everything else. I amassed information about every local market, beach, historical site I could find and had a collection of bus schedules for getting around to visit them all. Eventually, I started blogging about my discoveries and out of that, my first travel guide was born. At first, it was intimidating getting around by public transport because my Turkish was non-existent and I didn't always know the right places to get on and off the bus. I often ended up walking for miles to find the right location I was looking for because I got off the bus at the wrong place. But that had an added benefit because I ended up stumbling upon off-the-beaten-path discoveries. So I wanted to create a travel guide to share these hidden restaurants, beaches, sites and villages with other visitors to the area. I assumed most visitors would be coming to Bodrum for a limited time and wouldn't have the time to do the extensive off-road exploring for themselves. These evolved into my theme and angle. So my theme, which is broad, is I defined my theme to include anywhere and everywhere in the area of Turkey known as the Bodrum Peninsula. And even though visitors often go to day trips to Ephesus or other Turkish destinations, I decided to put a guardrail around the peninsula and create a travel guide that focused solely on that area. In order to narrow down my topic even further, I defined my angle to help identify my target audience. I wanted to encourage visitors to get away from the tourist traps and break down the cultural barriers by exploring elements of Bodrum and Turkish life that they frequently overlook. So I settled on the off the beaten path as my angle. I knew that my insider's knowledge gave me a unique opportunity to share insights about the local area and my personal interest and passion for the topic gave me the opportunity to share my travel passions with others. Without a clearly defined theme and angle, my travel guide could have ended up being a meandering mess. But because I knew what my angle and theme was, I could define my target audience and could set the content parameters to know what was in and out of scope for my book. There are so many different ways to approach your chosen destination and come up with a list of book ideas that excite you. But don't just get fixated on one concept and discard all the others. It's important to use a brainstorming process to explore potential book ideas and to shake loose the topics that are hiding in your subconscious, always remembering to write your passion.
So we're at a point where you should put thoughts about writing a travel guide aside and focus on brainstorming destinations and topics you're passionate about. Which destinations move you and how can you write about them with a specific theme and angle in mind? If you're like me, you're probably overflowing with ideas and your challenge isn't coming up with a list. It's how to channel all of the ideas into a manageable list, a case of too many at this point and not too few. There's a variety of different brainstorming techniques you can use, so feel free to try them all to find the one that best fits your personal style, or combine a few to create a short list of ideas for your competitive research phase. Using a two-step approach, I generate as many ideas as possible with a brainstorming technique, and then I evaluate my ideas, leveraging an analysis technique to create my shortlist. So let's look at brainstorming techniques. During the first phase of a brainstorming process, the idea is to gather as many thoughts as possible and capture gut reactions as well as more measured responses to any of the prompts that I offer. And these are intended to inspire without boundaries or limits. You may be happy to capture your ideas in a simple list, but I've created a free brainstorming toolkit so you can try out a selection of different brainstorming techniques. The clue is in the name, brainstorming. Let your ideas burst out onto the page. It should be a storm, not a measured and thoughtful trickle. To generate a collection of ideas, choose from one of the following brainstorming techniques to come up with as many brain dump ideas as possible. There's four different approaches, mind mapping, the trigger method, free writing, and list building. And when you've created your initial list, you can use one of the following evaluation techniques to look at the viability at each topic based on your subject matter expertise and your passion for the topic, which will help you create a short list of ideas. And these analysis techniques are a heat map assessment, a SWOT analysis, a pro and con comparison, and a USP analysis, which is unique selling point. If you've already got a long list of ideas and you want to condense your list, then just jump straight to one of these analysis techniques. And the goal with this brainstorming process is to get a manageable list of three to five viable travel guide ideas. When you're brainstorming your ideas, don't worry too much about how those ideas would translate into a viable book. Just take this opportunity to capture all of the ideas that are swirling around in your head and then you can start to filter out this list by shelving your lukewarm passions and zeroing in on the topics you're most passionate and knowledgeable about. If your travel blog covers many destinations, you'll probably have a harder time determining what your travel guide should encompass. But that's why the brainstorming exercises are so important. The more thought you put into the guide at the front end, the more time and effort you'll save during the writing and editing process. Using one of the brainstorming techniques or templates I've created, start capturing your ideas. If you're not sure where to start, I've included a list of brainstorming prompts to get those creative juices flowing. So let's look at prompts related to your category. Number one, what category of travel guides do you like using and why? Number two, what type of travel guides do you usually buy and why do you prefer them? So here's a list of the major travel guide categories as a reminder. 
destination, side trip, special interest, event specific, journey, culinary, and advice travel guide. Now let's look at some prompts related to your destination. Number one, what destinations are you most familiar with? Number two, what destinations are important to you? Number three, what destinations inspire or intrigue you? Number four, what destinations are you emotionally connected to? Number five, what destinations excite you? Number six, what destination do you blog most frequently about? Number seven, which country or destination have you visited most frequently or is freshest in your mind? Now let's look at some prompts related to your theme and angle. Number one, are there specific areas of a destination that fascinate you the most? Number two, are there topics or themes you're a subject matter expert of? Number three, when you travel, is there a recurring theme to your photographs or writing? Number four, what travel topics or destinations are you most inquisitive about? Number five, what travel topics do you research before you go on a trip? Number six, what travel questions do you ask other travelers? And number seven, what topic do you regularly blog about already? These prompts will produce more than enough ideas to get you started. And you may even be overwhelmed by how many ideas you generate. There's no limit to the number of ideas you should capture. Just keep writing them down. You'll refine them as we go. Some will fall by the wayside and others will linger for future books. Just keep trying to come up with your unique approach to a topic. The more specific you get, the more tangible the topic. A broad, generic topic will just get lost in the mass of travel guides already available on the marketplace. Guaranteed, no matter which brainstorming technique you used, you will have ended up with a list with more possibilities than are feasible. So now it's time to review your list and identify the topics you're most passionate about. It's good to keep a record of your brainstormed list. You may not want to write an entire book about these, but they may trigger ideas about chapters within another book or future blog post ideas, so we don't want to lose sight of them entirely. Now let's take your passion topics and whittle the list down to a shorter list. Travel bloggers always seem to have a lot of destinations they're passionate about. So if you're like me, your short list will still be too long at this point. So take a look at your list and choose an absolute maximum of five ideas for our short list. But three is the best. If you have too many ideas on your list, the competitive research process that we need to do next will become unwieldy. So use one of the brainstorming analysis techniques to reduce your list down to three to five. So as you're reviewing your potential shortlist, just turn the ideas over in your head and let them roll off your tongue and speak them out loud. This analysis is your gut test. Do they excite you? Are you willing to spend countless hours researching and writing about this topic? Are you ready to write, rewrite, edit, cut, edit, and proofread it until the punctuation drops off the end of the page? Can you see this topic through from concept published book? If you answered no or I don't think so to any of these questions, 
Refer back to your brainstorm list until you latch onto a topic that thrills and excites you. Remember, if you don't give a damn about your topic, then guaranteed your readers won't either. You've been listening to the How Travel Writers Self-Published Podcast, hosted by digital nomad and travel writer Jay Artali. Visit us at www.birdsofafeatherpress.com.